Hello again, and welcome to another incredible episode of the Sexy Unique Podcast. Before we get started today, I have several announcements to make. And you know what? I'm going to plug myself because this is my podcast, this is my journey, and I can do whatever the fuck I want in this space. So first things first, I don't know if you know this about me, but in addition to being a podcast guru, I also... I'm an actress, and you can see some of that acting on a YouTube show that I do with my friend and collaborator, Graydon Shepard. It's called Influenced. You can visit youtube.com slash influenced to see episodes of our show. And I'm really obsessed with this project. Everything that we do makes me cry laughing. And I feel like If you're listening to this podcast and you're into me, you will also watch these videos and cry laugh, or you might hate them. But either way, you should check it out. It's youtube.com slash influenced. And yeah, speaking of my friend and collaborator, Graydon Shepard, he and I both guested on a podcast this week called The Capsule 98, hosted by Randy Bergman. And we're talking all about our high school prom experiences. And some of you may know this about me. Others of you may not. But my high school experience was not very traditional. I was on a lot of drugs. I was a very wayward teen. And my prom was an expression of that time in my life. So if you want to hear me talk about that, you should go check out the Capsule 98 podcast. It's on iTunes. It's wherever podcasts are like broadcast. And Google it, figure it out. Maybe you'll all. But that wasn't the only podcast I did this week. No, no. I also was a guest on Realizing Stuff with Kara and Ryan, which in my opinion is the most special and amazing Kardashian podcast that exists. I love going on this podcast because this is my one place where I can just air all of my feelings about the Kardashian family and I have many feelings about them and I don't do that really on here and Ryan won't let me really do it on babe. So this is my outlet, my number one outlet for Kardashian feelings. So tune in. We're talking all about Kris Jenner this week and I think that that's really appropriate because she's clearly on the forefront of everyone's mind with Mother's Day having come and gone. So find it on iTunes, Realizing Stuff with Kara and Ryan. You will be very happy that you did. And now I also have to alert your attention to the fact that I have a new episode of my podcast, Saving Sex in the City 3. You need to check it out for your own good. It's on iTunes. One of my frequent Sexy Unique guests, Carrie O'Donnell, is on the pod this week. And he like murdered me with lols. Like I'm actually speaking to you from the afterlife because I didn't survive that recording because he is so funny. And his ideas for Sex in the City 3 were so good. So check out Saving Sex in the City 3. I promise you like you'll like it. If you like Sex in the City and you like me you're going to like this podcast. That's just all there is to it. It's very simple. And, you know, I like to think that I give you all a lot of content week to week. 
And this week I've just like ramped it up to 11. So between all the things I just mentioned, you will definitely be able to find something that gives you joy. And if none of this did it for you, then, you know, keep that information to yourself because I ain't interested in hearing about it. Last but not least, I have to say a huge, huge thank you to each and every one of my Patreon supporters. You guys are powerful because you help me do what I do every week. You help me bring you this podcast. Without you, I say this all the time, but I can't say it enough because it's true. Without your support, this podcast would not exist. And without your support, my other podcasts, Babe and Saving Sex in the City 3, wouldn't exist. And I just wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today without your help. And so I'm so grateful to each and every one of you who have pledged to support the Sex Unique podcast. And if you're wanting to support SUP, it's very, very simple. All you have to do is go to www.patreon.com slash sexuniquepodcast. And it is there that you will find everything you need to know to become a supporter. For as little as $1 an episode, you will have access to weekly bonus episodes with me and my guests. And you'll also have access to a patron-only season of this podcast covering season one of Vanderpump Rules. We've covered episodes one and two of season one so far. We have a new episode coming on Monday and every Monday until the season ends, you will be getting a new episode of Sex Unique Podcast that can only be found on the Patreon. So check it out. $1 and up. Ain't that bad. www.patreon.com slash Podcast. And without further ado, I give to you this week's episode of SUP. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast, an exploration of Vanderpump Rules. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you. And I'm your host, like Lara Marie like Shane Hall. Yeah. Everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy. I hope you cakes up. London with the beat, here we go so in. Come a girl with a friend, you be both win. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another spectacular episode of the Sex Unique Podcast. Raise your fucking glasses high because <laughs> And raise the roof, honey. Raise the roof for today's guest. You might have recognized him from my other podcast, Saving Sex in the City 3, but he's back. It's I'm Jonathan Parks Ramage. Hi, you guys. Hi. It's so oh, good to have you back. I was talking to like, them. No, I there. know. But I was uh, responding I as mean, them as to them. you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> they say hi and they love you i can tell oh good hi i'm very excited i'm excited to too here. yeah the, i feel like this reunion finally ramped up to a place where i could really fuck with it in this episode there was an extreme extreme ramping happening yeah yeah it's been a wild journey. I think we've watched every single episode of Vanderpump Rules together this season. I believe Almost we have. every yeah. We've, we've gone on this long, painful journey together. It's been a twenty. It's been twenty three weeks in a row that we. <laughs> God, I feel We've transformed. Been... Twenty three weeks. Yeah, next week How will be the twenty fourth pregnancy. That's a great question. I'm sure it's a question that Katie's thinking of. I'm right sure it now, is. Honey. I think that. It, I don't know how long it is. 
23 weeks is about almost half a year. This started in December and now it's May. Wow. And it feels like just yesterday, Brittany was telling everyone to rot and hail. Rotten hail. Rotten hail. I think I think she will continue to do that forever. Yeah. I, she seems. I don't know. It just Brittany is is such a southern tragedy to me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. feel like she's she's kind of like if Tennessee Williams like was alive today and like produced a reality show, mm-hmm. she would be the star of it. Yeah, I really I feel for her in some aspect, but I'm also just like what like the future it'll just be more of the same it'll be more of the same i don't trust i don't trust jacks for a goddamn second no absolutely not i mean i'm like here for his transformation i'm here for how much he's owning it but like i truly i i do not believe in jacks for a single second no he's he's gonna be a a repeat britney offender i feel he will be and like to me, it's very obvious that he's just saying what everyone wants to hear in these reunions. Like, and it has no passion or real meaning behind it. Like, I don't doubt his like grief, but it's like, I do doubt everything else that he says. I doubt the coke sweat pouring from his forehead. Okay? Yeah. And his crazy eyes like darting crazy. around. Yeah. No, I think the coke wore off in this part of the reunion <laughs> because he's literally like, whenever it cuts to him, he's like, staring at people just with his mouth open he's yeah. just like uh, uh, like no, yes yeah, just like he's just, a little less ramped he's a little less ramped a little more road hard and put away wet mm-hmm. yeah. he has a good sheen going on his face a good sheen going on his face no i mean i feel like i feel like it really he blew up during the whole thing where sheena just like walked off and like had to like get the makeup to cover her tears mm-hmm. and then and then he chilled out a little bit and was just like casually an asshole for the rest of the time. Yeah. And like said one or two things to that he had been like coached on saying like that he knew yes. he needed to say so he wasn't a total 100% asshole, but it was still like about 85% asshole. 85% asshole. Um, let's get into it. Yes. Oh, I noticed that Brittany still has to wear a handkerchief dress like the sir handkerchief dress in the opening credits like when it's the <laughs> entire cast shot at the very end oh my god honey that is uh that's, that's a shade a, that's a also also good for you for noticing i never knew that it's before like this moment. moment yeah i was the- like everyone's outfits are so wild like mostly my eyes drawn to like ariana's like tie up lace up pants or Logan just lurking in the background. Yeah, looking very serious. Looking very serious and very twinky. But then my eyes wandered over to Brittany and I said, oh my God, she's in a fucking Sir handkerchief dress with a statement necklace. Oh my God, no. Yeah. She deserves so much better. I wonder if she was just working at Sir that day that they took her photo and they were like, <laughs> get over here. <laughs> get over here, bitch. Yeah. We don't have time to do hair and makeup. That's crazy. She deserves so much more. She deserves more. So I'm excited to see if next season they upgrade her to just like a regular outfit. I mean, there are so many people in that fucking opening shot at mm-hmm. this point. I'm just like, you guys, like, it's like, it's like the Marvel universe. It's becoming too crowded. It is the Marvel universe. It's the Marvel universe. I'm waiting for Deadpool 2, Stassi's <laughs> birthday, just like spinoff. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like creating a whole Marvel universe just out of her horrific birthday. It's true. And we need, we now know like, 
or at least I know who everyone is in that photo. Like Adam yeah. and then that other guy, Wes, who's yeah. like TBD, but like at least I've identified them. Yes. All so the mysteries have been solved. I'm feeling really confident. Yeah. I'm like, why did it take 24 weeks for you to explain <laughs> these backgrounders? But life is a journey. Life is a journey. And uh, I just hope that Brittany gets a better dress for next season. Same. Yeah. Jax is going psych. He's going psycho. Like at the reunion opens up, he's still like ranting. Sheena's crying and just like getting the eye makeup on over her tears. And Jax, like when he finally calms down, Brittany is telling him like Brittany, everyone's correcting him and being like, she did reach out. Like she texted you and like, she checked in with me and she like talked to me every day. Like, she did. You're wrong. And then Jax is just muttering to himself. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm 100% right. I'm 100% right. I think he just hates Sheena. Yeah, but it's weird that he's like hating her now. Because according to her last week, they were like all high as fuck in Vegas. Yeah. And he was saying, I love you. What happened behind the scenes? I think he knows what to do to get like attention on reunions or like amp up the drama oh you think he's just purely amping up the drama yeah i think so like why i mean these people have very poor communication skills with each (laughs) other so i mean i could see him just hating her guts for months and then finally and then pretending like everything's okay and then finally in this moment being like blow like blow up but yeah but like it's so it is very weird that he was like just in Vegas yeah, and just pretending everything's fine and just seeing her sex tips from a gay man to a straight woman, mm-hmm. which side note, I would literally rather die than sit and see Sheena act in anything, let alone that piece of trash. As someone who has like a musical theater background, are you offended <laughs> To your very core. Can you speak on behalf of the musical theater community? I'll just speak on behalf of the entire musical theater community and gay men everywhere when I say that we deserve better than (laughs) Sheena. Like, does she even... She doesn't even have any gay friends. That's the whole thing. It feels very cynical to me. And it feels just very... I'm just like, honey... What gay man do you actually have in your life besides the one that is cast in this show in Vegas? Yeah. Please tell me. Because I don't believe for a second. No. I don't think the gays are standing for Sheena. I don't no. think that she has any gays in her orbit. She doesn't have any on the show. And like, I don't, I don't know. I don't trust it for a second. You're calling bullshit. Yeah. And like, I no gay guy I know is like, yeah, Sheena, she's so fierce. Everyone's just kind of like, Ah, they're TBD on they're Sheena. TBD on on Sheena. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess the gays in the musical theater community will stand with Jax on the yeah. side of this controversy. Wow. Because I'm speaking for us all now. Drawing a line in I'm the sand. Drawing a line in the gay musical theater stand. <laughs> Forcing them to choose sides. Forcing them to choose. sides. I think sides. they would side with Jax, anyways. Probably. I know. Well, it's hard because he's also a terrible evil human being but mm-hmm. i think on this just this one issue on this one issue yeah. on the issue of vanderpump rules cast members doing musical theater <laughs> oh that's specifically i mean it is like it's just the ultimate gay bait yeah it is i don't but, think the show did very well yeah like also who that it just seems like the wrong like a venn diagram that doesn't actually intersect like vanderpump rules fans gay people 
Sheena. Like, there's not, there's no, like, center of the, whatever the, I don't know. Yeah. I want to know, like, how much she got paid for that job. Because she relocated to Vegas and was, like, doing this show, like, four times a week or something. Do we know what casino it was in? I can't remember. I think it was Paris. Okay. I bet you she was not getting paid very much. Yeah. But I feel like her true dream is to probably become an actress, question mark? Or I don't like think so. I think she wants to be like a personality. Like she I wants think to be that's a Kardashian. why. Yeah, like she has her podcast. She like I think wants like a talk <laughs> show or to be like a presenter. Oh my god, low. So, best of luck to her, uh, but I don't think her calling is singing and dancing. No, I don't or think acting. so at all. Yeah. Um, so Sheena finally comes back after, well, after Ariana checks in on her, she comes back and then like set explains to Andy what's going on. And he is like, Oh, her makeup. (laughs) So Sheena comes back and Andy asks her if she's okay. And then she goes, no, but I'm a professional. (laughs) (laughs) As if being a professional just means it's like, like to be a professional you have to just suppress all your emotions and endure abuse like just the most ridiculous implied definition of what it means to be a professional but also like you're a professional you just walked off the show (laughs) actually you're not a professional at all yeah you just said i never usually do this and then walked off of the set where a shoot was happening and Mm -hmm. you were engaged in a conversation and then came back and claimed professionalism (laughs) i like that tactic though (laughs) just true double thing just acting completely unprofessional and then just claiming professionalism. yeah and then someone being like are you okay because you did a psychotic thing and being like no but i am a professional It's a power move. (laughs) It is a power move to just redefine what professionalism is. Mm -hmm. Just redefine all sorts of words, really. Yeah, and just bend them to your own needs. Yeah. Very Trumpian. Very Trumpian. Very Orwellian. Honey, maybe she's read 1984. Maybe. I bet no, but maybe. (laughs) I'm going to go with Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Lala finally talks about her man and we get Mm. to know that they've been together for two years and Mm. they're very happy and that Mm. he was legally separated when they started dating. So she didn't home wreck. She was, she was not a home wrecker, honey. She's just, I have to give it up to Lala. She's just owning her truth. She has never made this relationship be anything other than exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. She is just ready to flaunt her cars on national television and brag about how he buys them for her. Yeah. Like I'm into it. Yeah. I'm like, be a hooker. She's cracked the code. She's, she has cracked the code. Literally show me one other person on Vanderpump rules. That's achieved what Lala's achieved. No one. No one. They're fucking dumb. Like if they were smart, they would have done exactly what Lala's doing. Yeah. In the PJ private jet. She's on the PJ. She's She's hanging out with Marty Scorsese. Like she's at can right now. She's at can right now. Like Lala has achieved. Wait, is she actually at can? Yeah. She's like on the red carpet. Variety post a video of the gaudy premiere and lala and her man were in the video oh my god that is rich did he produce yes gaudy yeah oh my god lala she's cracked the code yeah and she's cracked the code by by being completely shame free just owning the arm candiness of it all and just making that her brand yeah and like which i'm like 
Good for you, honey. I much prefer that to like the vague, like from a couple seasons ago when she was just like denying everything and the NDAs and all that. Because it's like dishonesty in this kind of situation won't work for anyone. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm 100% like a Lala stand. Yeah, just move into your authentic identity as a gold digger. It's fine. And just Just be like, 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 yeah. Yeah. I love this, but I also love my man. Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows if that's true or not? We will never know. But I mean, I think she loves him. I think so too. I, I think, think she, she genu- also. I get like loves- a genuine love feeling from yeah. her to him, she and I think she loves money. Yeah, I and think I that's think she loves it. having multiple cars and purses and shoes. And, and she I'm loves like, a PJ. You know what? Me too. <laughs> Hashtag me. Too. Hashtag me too. <laughs> Women power. Sorry, I mean, I we'll mean, get there. Her, we'll yeah, get there. we'll get there. I was gonna do a, a pre-transition to that horrible Jacks moment. No, but, yeah, but we'll get there. I'm here for Lala's. I'm here for Lala's man. And yeah. Lish. She calls him Rand. Rand Paul, honey. Rand. And, or Ayn Rand. I don't know. Yeah. It's Randian. And then Andy asks if everyone who's met him and everyone raises their hands. And then Tom Schwartz goes, he's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Tom fucking Schwartz. God. Get it? To gather his hair did for once, I think in the history since I've been good. watching the show, it actually looked good. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's like it's like an like an errant flop situation where it's just always just a little bit out of place and weird. But it did look good. It did look good. We'll that's, give him that. That's the only thing I'll give him. Yeah, and so then Lisa gets really excited, and then she's like, "Tell him who watches the show," oh. and then. We find out that Martin Scorsese himself is a fan of Vanderpump Rules. Which actually, if you've watched Casino or, I mean, yeah, I that's feel the it, basis it, of every Marty Scorsese movie. Yeah. And it's like the female characters in his movies are so parallel to the female characters on this show. Absolutely. And you know what? I'll fucking say it once and I'll say it again. Vanderpump Rules is a show for geniuses. <laughs> fucking don't like try and fight me on that time and time again we see yeah and i don't know if lala like i wonder where lala stands in like the awareness of it all like but i think that she kind of gets it i i think she kind of gets it but then other times she doesn't get it i don't know like i think she's kind of doing like the cardi b thing where she's like she's in like in on the joke she's getting yes. fans she's building her empire and then in five years it's gonna be like lala's net worth is like 150 mil but the problem though is that her music is just terrible i think we're gonna have to agree to disagree on that <laughs> she has like a deep baritone voice she's like you got a feeling and I'm feeling like I'm feeling <laughs> you. Really not what she sounds like. She literally like at sounds all. like Does not a sound like 15... Baba Black Sheep singing. <laughs> she has a deep, like basso profundo. She is oh. a... Yes, honey, <laughs> honey, bringing out opera terms. She is her voice is wretched. Cardi B is talented. I'm sorry. Cardi B is my personal spirit animal, and I feel very passionate about this. And yes, Lala, but also Lala is not as 
I'm not saying Sorry. she is Cardi You've B. I'm a, saying I really did hit the trigger. You are fired up. <laughs> I'm fired up. Profundo. I'm fired up about Cardi. Well, okay. I'm saying that she's she can, pulling she's a Cardi B the in machine. the sense that she's working the machine the same way. Because Cardi yeah. came up on love and hip hop and like yes. what like got her kind of fan base in reality TV and then like yes. expanded her empire from there. I'm saying yes. what Lala's doing is similar. I would say that if any of the cast members have the potential to actually achieve mainstream mainstream success. <laughs> Whoops. Mainstream success. There we go. Um it would be her. Yeah. Cuz she's like She's tapped into a source of extreme wealth. You're right. She's she working is, it. She's funny. She's uh, she's funny. She's outspoken. hot. You she's, know what I mean? Like she's probably a very fun person to have around, and like for her man, like to have someone like Lala kind of socializing. Like yeah. she's in such a good position because she's at a point where she can now make connections that might serve her later in life. Like no I'm just like it, I'll feel it you. <laughs> you sound like Buffalo Bill. She sounds like Buffalo Bill. <laughs> it's she all kind of Buffalo has Bill. A Buffalo Bill look to her. She- <laughs> a little. <laughs> what, like one of the people that he's killed? No, like when he's like singing goodbye horses. Oh, he like clips on a couple <laughs> earrings and then has like and looks identical to Lala. The hair color is a little similar. Yeah, I, I want do. her to do like a goodbye horses. Yeah, I want I want Marty actually to do. I feel like a reality show would actually be a fantastic world for Martin Scorsese to explore. Yeah. I want to like, like write the movie version of Vanderpump Rules and then yeah have martin scorsese make it and then next year go to <laughs> Cannes. Will only take a year yeah <laughs> i'm looking to fast track this project if there are any investors that listening or producers listening please get in touch with me directly i'm not gonna go through reps because we really just need to make this go as quickly as Pure possible art we need this at can next year so next we need to start year. production tomorrow tomorrow um but like or I mean, next year is not realistic, but like two years from now, I could be in the limo with Lala and, and her man and, and Marty and Marty, honey. and we'll just be like lolling and then walking that red carpet. He just loves like a, an American like cautionary tale about greed, ambition trashy yet fierce women and it's it, all there and it's literally all there mm-hmm. oh, i'm here for it i'm here for it andy almost calls randall lala's husband at one point he's like and what is your husband i mean boyfriend oh! that. and i think that that was a slip because i think that they are actually married deep twist because at deep her state. father's funeral it listed her name like with it was like his randall's last name it was At like Lala's Lala. father's funeral yeah like on the funeral program someone had like tweeted it or something <gasps> and it said like lala emmett and so i think that they're like i think that they're married honey theories from pj's to prenups and then that slip with L- andy like i think i call i think it oh my god i'm here for that conspiracy theory Lala, Andy asks, like, what all Randall buys her. And she's like, shoes, purses, cars. And then 
Sheena Shady under her breath. Materialistic things. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, again, honey, claiming professionalism. uh, Materialistic? Excuse me, Sheena? Get out of here. Just as if she is like a well of depth and spiritual meaning. Yeah. Like like, materialistic things. I mean, I clearly she doesn't care about materialistic things as much as Lala does because that shithole apartment she lives in with (laughs) with that like couch with the cup holders that haunts me literally every day. of herself. But like Sheena trying to pose as this person, like this girl that doesn't care about getting flowers and like doesn't care about materialistic things is the biggest lie. Is the biggest lie. And I think Sheena is probably the most mad that Lala kind like Lala's living the life that like Sheena wanted to have for herself. Exactly. She thought she, she got a ticket on the Rob train and that just derailed. But honey, I remember when we were sitting in his mansion, which, side note, how the fuck did he get that mansion? Very unclear. That was like a rental. That was an Airbnb. There was nothing in there. I'm not buying it. Very suspicious. I don't trust Rob for a second. But, I mean, when she was just like, I mean, this is the life that I always wanted. I think she was really in love with Rob. And I think she thought that that was going to work out. Which is sad because it's like... I think she would be in love with... Like a turtle. This West Elm carpet beneath our feet. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, literally, I, I don't think that she cares who it is. I think she just wants to be in love and wants to get married. I don't think she gives a fuck, which is why she was so, she doesn't absorb anything that anyone clearly tells her when this man is like openly hostile to you, yet you're still thinking that he's like in love with you. Yeah. I don't know what to make of Sheena. I just know that she, like, cause she had. I mean, she kind of started the way that Lala started. Like, she was dating Eddie Cibrian or, like, just out of that, like, affair with him, who was, like, the married, more powerful, like, wealthy guy. Recording but also law power, like, with Eddie Cibrian. It's like, <laughs> and he was like, aim higher, honey. Um, but, like, and then had her recording career. And now it's just, like, kind of all crashed and burned. And she's not invited on the PJ. And like, I feel like... Not invited on the PJ. That's what kills her. Yeah. And I think that everything that Lala does, like Lala's entire like glow up process stings. (laughs) It cuts Sheena like a knife. Her GUP glow up process, honey. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely believe the same. Um, Lala says she pays for her music and she pays some of her rent and her car insurance. That was weird about, she was like, I have a cap on my rent, and it goes way over. I was very confused about the financials of that. I feel like that means, from what I know about, like, arrangements, that, like... What do you know about arrangements? I just know what I've read and stuff, and, like, what you can, like, arrange with, like, a benefactor. And you can say, like... Like a cap on the rent is like I'll pay up to like two thousand dollars of your rent every month. So you probably with Lala, it's like she gets the like up to like two thousand. So she's renting a place that's like four thousand because it's right. like she gets half of that paid for. I right. think that that's like what that meant. When is she going to move in though? Is my question. Well, I think that they are like building a house or something right now. I think deep twist she's like on her fucking game yes honey i'm into it i hope randall is on the show next season she was in the most powerful chair on the left side of the screen yeah 
left and right next to Andy. Yeah. He's sandwiched between Lala and Lisa. The hierarchy has been fully established. Fully flipped. Yeah. Yeah. And it's incredible. It's incredible. Because now everyone just like kisses her ass. <laughs> they know on the show. I know too. the chorus of he's really great guy. He's he's about really her great. man. Oh, really great lo- guy. Oh, I love oh, Randall. Love oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he holds the ultimate he holds <clears throat> the power to legitimacy, which all of them so desperately seek. Yeah. They know where their bread's buttered, and it's yeah. not with any of their current relationships. <laughs> and it certainly is not from being trash fires on this show. Like they need that connection to Lala. Yeah. But I don't think Sheena can, like, play nice anymore. Like, I'm ready. I need Sheena. Like, the what I'm getting from her now where she's, like, resentful and, like, rageful yeah. is exactly what I need more of. Well, I need Sheena to go, like, full rage out. Like, I want I, her to Hulk out next season. <laughs> <laughs> Sheena's revenge. Hulk out. Sheena's revenge. Yeah. Like, yes. I'm here for that. Yeah. Well, you can see i mean the hulk bubbling beneath oh yeah she is like she's got like she's untapped mad. wells of like rage and repression yeah side note my college just to bring it back to musical theater yeah bring it my back. college dance teacher's name was diane lala uh, yes wow were you feeling her absolutely not oh. <laughs> i hope she's not listening to this <laughs> You weren't feeling her in the sense of her teaching abilities, or she just like just she was the opposite of Lala on Vanderpump. She was just checked out, honey. Did not care. Hadn't choreographed anything new since like 1985. Like her choreography was just like frozen in the mm. 80s, honey. What is 80s choreography? Is it lots of jazz hands? It's lo- it's just or like, like a jazz size vibe. Like, yeah, it feels more jazzers. It feels more like aerobics mm-hmm. than like beauty okay yeah that's a no feeling things. it's a no feeling zone yeah. especially when delivered by diane lala <laughs> diane anyway lala. diane lala <laughs> lala says she's in an i8 today and i don't know what that is that's like the kind of car she was driving i, I thought it was a I, lambo I, but I, it- she dropped that like we were supposed to get it i think it might be <clears> like for like you have to be like really rich to know what that means Do you know what I mean? I feel like that's maybe just like a super rich car thing that like normal people wouldn't understand. Yeah. I felt like I had a pretty good knowledge of cars and then that told me that I didn't. Well, on Real Housewives this season, Erica and Dorit went test driving some like the most expensive car ever. And I don't remember what it's called. (laughs) So... This is worthless, but I feel like it could be an I eight, or if not, it was like another like rich person's car that like normal people who like don't care about cars like yeah don't know about. Sandoval knew what it was, though, and he goes, "That's not yours." And oh. she was like, "Yeah, it is." <laughs> and I live, I love like because I think that the girls do a better job of like hiding any sort of jealousy because yeah. it's just like women are smarter and they know that that's like not the way to like get to Rand and (laughs) (laughs) Rand Paul. What if it was really Rand Paul? What if it was Rand Paul and Randall (laughs) Emmett is just like a front for Lala's like ongoing affair with With Rand Rand Paul. Paul. (laughs) Love GOP, honey. Um, GUP from GUP to (laughs) GOP. I love seeing Sandoval get jealous. And then 
Lala says it is her car and she has it for a few months just to dink around in. <laughs> I love. I love. Just like answering his real jealousy with just like a casual, oh, whatever. It's just mine for a few months to dink around with. I don't even care about it. Yeah, that's like the ultimate power, power move, move whenever you have like an object of like true luxury to just like throw it around or like yeah. throw it in the dirt. Like you get like a new, <laughs> you get like a beautiful yeah. handbag and then you're just like, like just throw it in the corner. This you're just piece like, of trash. Trash. Anyways, yeah. Hair. Treating nice things like trash oh, is the true luxury. The true luxury and the yeah. true sign of a luxurious human. Yeah. Which means Lala has achieved it. Yeah. Just dinking it up. Lisa. Oh, so then Lisa has a moment where she's like, or, or Lala compares herself to Lisa. And then Lisa has this moment where she like corrects Lala and she's like, no, I work for what I have. And it's like, fuck off lisa you like sucked ken's dick like when you were 21 years old (laughs) and he was like 60 like so it is not like yeah you work for what you have now but like i doubt that that was always the power dynamic between the two of you and even and you joked about as much like she said that as like a joke that she even if she has worked for everything so lala's get let me get this straight lala's not working by being on a reality show working at a restaurant and recording music i'm confused as to how that counts as not working for what she's doing yeah Do you know what i mean it's and like, she's providing like a service you know what i mean like she's like a loyal girlfriend and like they probably have like a very satisfying like sex life and like she's doing something and then getting something in return so i don't see what's wrong with that yeah, no, I completely agree. It'd be one thing if she was like, oh, I love him so much, and I don't even care about any of this money. Yeah. Like, she's just being fully upfront. I love him so much, and I care about all this money, and I'm glad to have it. Yeah, and anyone who, like, hates on her is just a jealous. But again, she also is, I believe that she's working hard. Yeah. Again, it's like, yes, she's not paying for PJs with her vanderpump rules money and she's her being fucking career. smart and using this relationship <clears throat> in order to like benefit herself in the long run yeah she's probably saving a ton of money like paying for rent like when all the bills and the shopping are taken care of you can make a little nest egg yeah which i hope she's doing pray I pray yeah because, because honey you don't want to end up without a nest egg yeah you don't want to go through this whole process and have it not work out. And then you just like, don't have a backup plan. His chances of it not working out could be strong. Ho tactics. You have to be smart with the yeah, money. Just, Use what you got to get what you want what and you then want, be smart about it. Before what you got is gone. Yeah. Lala calls out James because James is always like shitting on her for having like a guy pay her rent. And then we get to find out who James has been living with. <laughs> oh my God. And it's Paul. Terrifying. 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 They didn't catch the Golden State Killer. It's actually just Paul. (laughs) Paul, who's (laughs) been low-key hanging out. Murdering people. West Hollywood. In between murders. In between murders. Comes back and chills with James Kennedy and asks him if he can go to dinner with him. And then James is like, no. No. Which, And then I'm like, well, so why are you even roommates with a serial killer? Like, you... It makes no sense. Have enough money to have your own place. Like, do you like sleeping behind like a partition on a mattress on a floor? I, I truly, truly don't understand. I get the impression that Paul 
is not there very often. Like right. he goes back and forth. According to James, he goes back and forth between LA and San Francisco. So to I think that people. he's yeah. But I think She's I was getting like a gay vibe week, from him. SF. Definite gay vibe. Yeah. And then he just likes to have like a sexy DJ around, like, and it's one of those things where it's kind of like a fin dom. Yeah, I mean, yes, I would not disagree with any of that. I feel like this gay serial killer is like kind of like loving having this little twink around who is gay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but he is. And maybe uh, bi, maybe bi. No, yeah, yeah. I feel like he's probably bi because sexuality is a TBD. Again. Yeah, sexuality TBD, but I, 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 I'm confused as to what James really gets out of it. Cause well, he gets a place to live. He gets like doesn't yeah, have to pay for as much rent. Sleep on, I, and he can like work and do his music and like spend his money on like expensive yeah. equipment and stuff. He's 27 or 28, maybe. I mean, I guess maybe if you're 27, I could see how like you'd be fine. Like, just sleeping on a mattress in a gay serial killer's West Hollywood apartment. But, like, I feel like once you get a little bit older, that is going to get real tired. And you're just going to want to, like, spend $2,500, get yourself a studio. It's going to be fine. What throws me a little bit, too... Because he must make so much money from the show at this point. At this point, he's probably making real money from the show, yeah. But, like, having a girlfriend... Like, and then being like... Oh my God, fucking her on the floor of a gay serial killer's apartment. Yeah. Not cute. But I don't, I don't, I think Raquel might be the perfect girlfriend to have in that situation because she probably does not know. She probably just thinks that's the master bedroom. Yeah. (laughs) She's just like, what? Gay serial killer? Sure. She's like, James lives in a studio and <laughs> there's no walls. I Yes, I feel like James just needs to be with someone that stupid to just not see the reality of his yeah. existence. So that was a very like murky moment where we got a little a murky tease, moment but then no real explanation a tease of the darkness i was like honey i want to see that spinoff yeah american crime story season three and then paul tells james that he probably owes him a dinner too he did you catch that when he's like do you want to go to dinner like i probably owe you a dinner which is like wait what? wait that is weird yeah. i did not catch that oh my god I bet paul is just like you if you spend time with me i'll pay your rent like so if we go out to dinner like and we talk for like an hour like it's like a kind of but it's then a mutually how does beneficial. paul owe james a dinner well yeah, i mean it seems like but that's the fin dom of it all uh? where <laughs> they owe you if you're the if they're like the financially submissive one and you're the financially dominant one, then they owe you everything. So you can be like, where's my fucking dinner? Get me dinner or else I'm going to tell everyone you have a tiny little penis. Oh my God. Which is truly the career that I need to have. Yeah. This is like calling and demanding things. And demanding dinners. Demanding dinners and then threatening if I don't get them. Yeah. I feel like that is probably true regardless of whether he's actually a serial killer he's definitely gay and i feel like he probably has a little thing 
or big thing for James, but James also has like daddy issues. Yeah. So I think it's, it ties into that too. And he's gay. So just like, he's he gay. Wants and he's a like, gay daddy. And his chains were very reminiscent of James's London gangsters uh, dad chain. Yes, so no, I was true. like noting some similarity. It was just like, mm, it's not daddy. great, but it's great TV. That's true. James and Lala are at odds because he keeps calling her man fat and then apologizing for it and calling him fat again. And then Lala's like, you're dismissed. And I really liked that. I like their tension, but I it also makes me sad because I'm like, James is clearly in love with Lala. Oh, so in love with Lala. And I, but Lala has this weird fantasy of him as the white Kanye which also it was well, not very anymore. poorly timed. Didn't she say white Kanye on? No, she was like, "My man is white Kanye. You're white Ray J." Honey, Kanye is white Kanye at this point. <laughs> <laughs> New similarity. White Kanye. I don't think Kanye is also someone you want to be. Well, I guess this was recorded before his meltdown. Yeah, but like right. I think it's still cool. I think Kanye West is still cool. <sighs> that might be polarizing, but it's my truth. <laughs> He's my Gemini sister. Oh, and a dark I sister. feel for his mental health problems. So I know, but mental health doesn't mental illness doesn't make you a complete asshole. No. Anyway, anyways, the point is weird comparison to make, but I guess she made it before his meltdown. Regardless, I'm always just like, but. Is he though? And also, how? I'm sorry, this was last week's, but I'm, I was just very confused by that analogy, as was literally everyone else on set. I was like, when it happened, I was just like, wait, what? Wait, what? the white Ray J versus yeah. white Kanye? Because Ray J and Kim had the sex tape. Right. And Ray J had a song that said, I hit it first. So right. that's why, and James Kennedy and Lala had sex. So that's why he's the white, white Ray, Ray J. J. But. I don't understand I how that's that. confusing. No, I get that, but I but she had previously called him the white Kanye. No, James called himself white Kanye. Oh. James bestowed that honor on himself and was always oh referring God. to himself as white Kanye. <laughs> For okay. years he's oh called himself God. white Kanye. Oh, okay. That so is Lala, where I got lost. Okay, I thought that I'm happy Lala to clear this up had, for you. Thank you. This yeah. is a very important moment for me. So Lala has now demoted James and taken away his self-prescribed white Kanye label. And she says, no, no, no. My man is white Kanye. You're You're white white Ray J. J. Yeah. And so that's like where everything stands now. Okay. Thank you. That helps clear it up. Yeah. And there's nothing white Kanye hates more than being demoted to white Ray J. (laughs) So it's a real burn. And there's nothing he loves more than Lala. Yeah, he lo- he's in love with her. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Laura, what's the first thing you do if you had a little more time in the day? Mm, I'd probably just spend even more time with Tony than I already do. That's the best answer you could get. I spend most of my life wishing that Tony and I had more time together on this planet. It's scary to think about mortality and time passing. I do a lot of that. Don't we know it? But you know what can help when it comes to obsessive, intrusive thoughts about the passage of time and mortality and the fact that all of our dogs will die someday? What? Therapy. Oh, I've been in therapy since my mid-20s and it's been an on and off thing sometimes i'm in it sometimes i'm not but i always feel better when i'm consistently going to therapy i think it's probably the most important thing you can do for yourself if you can do it i agree 100 percent. i've had pretty radical life changes over the past five to ten years and a huge part of that has been thanks to finding a therapist and working with a therapist regularly to like help me break some negative patterns, negative thought processes, and overall become a version of myself that I really love. Also, the past five years has been extremely chaotic and destabilizing for so many of us. I think therapy is even more vital now than it's ever been for everyone in the history of time. (laughs) (laughs) If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SexyUnique today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SexyUnique. We get a flashback to the fuck Jack's party that everyone threw Britney, which was one of my favorite moments of the season because of the buffet of food that they had there. And the pinata with Jax's face on, which I missed during the initial episode. They I've, didn't really have that much of a moment. Like, there was a little bit of, like, them hitting the pinata uh-huh. and, like, Sheena was wasted. And then Kristen was, like, there was a really iconic moment. I think it happened more during, like, a preview of the episode. Uh-huh. But where, like, Britney's hitting the pinata, everyone's, like, screaming. And then in the background, Kristen's, like, dancing by herself. <laughs> and it was, like, really, it was dancing a really good drunk metaphor yeah. for who she is and her role in like, this journey. That party was just an excuse to, like, binge drink, like, like pour shots of tequila into each other's mouths and eat, like, 
crab legs that got delivered Ugh. via Postmates, which is like a true non. Everything they do is an excuse to binge drink. Yeah. Britt thanks the girls for being there. But then Jack's butts in. He's like, yes, thank, thank you so much for being there. And I'm just like, you're fucking gross. Don't like, trust you for a second. Don't trust you for a second. Don't trust you like, for a second. Everything he does is a manipulation. I mean, he his new thing is owning up to everything. But I'm just like, don't trust it. No. Sounds great. But let's let's see. Yeah. We'll see about you, Jax. Also, Jax is lying about sleeping with Faith only one time. Like, I'm that's weird. I was like, uh, who was it? uh, Who was it? Ariana? Ariana said, yeah, she said that it happened multiple times, according to Faith, who had told James that. And like, prior to finding out that he had slept with Faith, like him confirming that he'd done that. Brittany had a moment this season where she was like, I mean, I came home once and there were eyelashes on the countertops and like <laughs> he's fucked like multiple people. So I don't understand <laughs> oh why like he is a liar. He's like, he's just a liar. He cannot he's just be a honest. Liar. And you would think that in this situation, you would just use it to like waterfall, tell the truth and just get everything out on the table. No, but he's, he's like a wily little yeah. sneaky sneaks. He's like, just that one time and like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, who is buying? Like, is Brittany yeah, really buy buying this? No. You're probably fucking an entire team of hospice nurses. Yeah. And he's like swearing on his dad, which is just such like, lest we forget, Ooh. Kristen swore on like some relative of hers when she was trying <laughs> to say that she didn't fuck Jax. So oh I'm no stranger God. to people swearing on Whoa. dead people to like prove that they're not lying yeah, when they no, are in fact I, lying. He is definitely lying. He definitely fucked her more than once. Um, Lisa starts blaming Faith. She was like, well, she was chasing him and like, blah, 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 which is like, I'm sick of this, like, uh, anti-Faith narrative. I completely agree. Justice for Faith. Justice for Faith. Where was Faith on the reunion to speak her own truth about this? She's on her MTV show Where now. was the dying woman? Yeah. I want to hear from her. I need to she hear from that the real woman's truth. family. Yeah. Unless she's dead. Which and is she possible. could not. She might no longer be with us. <laughs> oh I love that one of your her... last moments, you're just hearing Jackson Faith having sex. So sad. Part of her legacy. Like you would hope <laughs> one would hope that you get older and older. And then as your body starts to wither away, like you have family or friends to like help you transition into death and you do so peacefully. <laughs> I truly hope that none of us ever have to go through an experience of holding up in a, d-lister reality stars apartment and then hearing a Jax taylor type come over and just like fuck their brains out while you're like on your deathbed pray a better fate for all of us yeah unless you're a fan of the show in which case great i'm truly like this makes me feel like i need to have children so that they end up taking care of me (laughs) and i don't end up in like an old lady in Faith's apartment situation. Reality, hospice, orgy situation. Yeah. Like, I really don't yeah. want that for myself. Yeah. But back to what you're saying, though, this was, yeah, I, this was part of a larger, and I'm sure we're getting to the rest of it, disturbing trend of blaming women for th- terrible things that men do. It, or uh, on this show, it, it, it was just like, uh, actually, I think that. 
Jax was probably the one who pursued Faith. And regardless, even if she was pursuing him, he should say no because yeah. he's in a relationship. It is not Faith's fault. No, it's, it's not Faith's that. fault. And like to say, it's like, it doesn't matter. He's the one in the relationship. Yeah. To precisely. just like say exactly what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I see what you're saying, but this is how I see it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get into like the recording of it all. And Sandoval is still maintaining that he just thinks it was the worst time during the housewarming party is just not the right time to like play the recording. Yeah. And it's like, shut the fuck up, Sandoval. Like, it doesn't matter. Like it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter, and that's also not the point. And, and then, also, all you guys do is binge drink at parties. So when else are they going to bring it up? Yeah, if not at a party where you're binge drinking. I know. Like I'd rather hear that tape if I was drunk as opposed to like brutally hung over the next day. <laughs> so maybe it was the right time. And Lala goes off, and then she's like, "Was the right time? Is there a right time for sticking your dick in someone that's not your girlfriend?" Which I <laughs> very love. a very good comeback. Yeah, and. I just like, yeah, Sandoval's like doubling down on that part of everything. All the men are deeply problematic and it just bubbles up in little tiny ways. Mm -hmm. Little glimpses. Little glimpses of toxic masculinity. And even when you think that like they've gone through like learning experiences and they're like a little more woke, you'd still get like moments of the show where they're like oh faith was chasing him and everyone's like yeah fuck faith and like you realize that they're not they haven't come that far it's so terrifying to see the inside of that world and also it's like i don't normally see yeah my day-to-day life they love putting a woman on blast who can't actually be there to speak her truth (laughs) it's one of their favorites Katie is eating her words because she talked shit on Lala's PJ and then lo and behold, give it a few months and she was Instagramming from that PJ herself. Sipping BMs on the PJ. Yeah. And I remember (laughs) (laughs) sipping ice cold bowel movements on the PJ. (laughs) But I remember seeing that Instagram and I was just like, this is fucking interesting. And then I, and then that was the moment that I really did realize I was like, okay, now the tables have tr- like the tables the have tables turned. Have Lala's turned. in the power position Lala's and you either kind of pulling a Bethany. Yeah, she definitely is from going from the person that everyone is shitting on to like the ultimate in the sitting in the most powerful reunion chair. Mm-hmm. And Sheena has another shade where Andy's like, what changed your mind about like, your staunch stance on like never getting on the PJ unless it's like you've bought it. And then Sheena's like an invitation. <laughs> and I love, I just love Hulking. Sheena's it's a pre Hulk, a pre Hulk, a pre Hulk aside. The Hulk is coming. The Hulk is coming. Yeah. Oh my God. Love an invitation. I have to say for someone who's not normally known for their wit, she did have a few good zingers on this app. She did. And then she proceeded to just read Katie to filth. And to she- filth. And I love when they bring up, like, because I was happy to see Sheena being, like, Katie was coming off of a really bad season where she, like, looked bad and got a lot of online hate. And now she's trying to present as this, like, zen, like, blah, blah, blah. I love everything. Yeah. And, like, I was like, amen. Like, that, there is an element of that. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily doubt or, like, Katie's transformation from being like depressed monster to like less depressed but like 
I do think that that her transformation from this, it's like the timing is very interesting. Yeah. A calculated reality performance. Yeah. When you and like just trying to like rebrand and adjust your performance accordingly. Yeah. Um, so I'm living for Sheena because then everyone, Katie's like, no, that's something you would do. And it's like, no, bitch, it takes one to fucking no one, which is like, there's truth on both sides. Like that is something Sheena would do, but that's why she can call it out. Yeah. And then everyone starts like yelling at Sheena and then Sheena just goes, too many people talking at once. And then just stops talking. (laughs) Which is also true. Another Excellent and well-timed read. She yeah. waited till everyone stopped talking to say that. Yeah, I live. Katie immediately, oh, they bring up um, the whole like Schwartz making out with that other girl. And then oh. Katie blames uh, that girl. Uh. She's like, I knew her. We went to high school together and she knew who I was, like followed him on Instagram. Like, it's like, okay, so what? Cool, 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 tight, tight. Your husband is a terrible person. Yeah. And sh- he just has this like kind of goofball like whenever anyone brings up his like fucking infidelities he just like turns into this like floppy hair yeah do you know what i mean i don't know he never takes accountability it's not even though he said this week is like uh 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 uh, and it is still my fault it's like the fucking stupid like i don't remember excuse i'm so over it oh first of all stop fucking binge drinking if you truly don't remember Second of all, give me a goddamn break, regardless of you, whether you remember or not. You still fucking cheated, you stupid asshole. Yeah. Get out of here. If every time something bad happens, you do something bad, and then your excuse every time is like, I don't remember, I was just like totally blacked out just to like set the record straight. <laughs> it's like, that's a problem then. You like, are an alcoholic. You're an alcoholic, and you need to stop drinking. Like... Yes. It's like not that difficult to put two and two together. And then does, honey. everyone's like, Katie got over it fast. Why? And I really think at this point, like she, I think she was like media trained in between last season and this She's season. Her losses, honey. Yeah. Because it's like, she actually cannot afford to be like as much of a psycho as she was last season. And so, and also it's like, I'm sure that they have it out behind closed doors and off camera. Yeah. And like now that there's a rule of like, we're going to have like a moment of, we're going to have total solidarity on screen and then like, we'll handle the mess like off screen, which oh, so dark proves like a moment that proves that theory for me at least uh-huh. is like, he started to say something like about the cheating or whatever. He was like, we're going through like a tough period or like blah, blah, blah. And then she turns to him and she's like, what the fuck are you like? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, oh my God. and has like a little aside, like shush moment to him. Well, I will also say in the actual season itself, their moment of like miraculous transformation, kitchen dancing came out of the motherfucking blue. It was attached to no other storyline. Yeah. It was literally all of it. Just, all of a sudden she was like, I was really depressed and now I'm not. I thought we were like at the beginning of like, a, oh, this is going to be her depression storyline. Instead, it was just like, I was depressed. Now I'm perfectly healed. Everything's great. Isn't our relationship wonderful? Yeah. We're going to dance in the kitchen. 
no lead up, no follow through. No. Just one scene. No explanation of anything <laughs> that she did to from. like even get to this point. Like yeah. it's just like no being like, oh, I went to therapy and then I really need to work through this and yeah. I got on like medication and like, well, it's just like I was depressed and so evil and now I'm not anymore. Yay. Yay me. And it's like, <laughs> okay, no, Wait, like I want to know really like happen. the journey. Yeah. Like, what, what is the, the journey? journey? I don't know. Their journey is, is a dark one. It's but dark. She, I think has just gotten to the point where she ha- will just like, she didn't get angry at him for his, affair because uh, maybe she's just given up it's actually very sad i think it's a combination of giving up and then just not wanting to look bad anymore and so it's like she'll just shove it all down but what's fucked up is like when she says stuff like she's like I, you know i realize life is short and like you never know what's gonna happen i'm like thinking about the long term and then schwartz is like she's so sexy when she talks like that and it's oh, like so reinforcing dark. this like horrible thing that's like don't ever she's so sexy when she never says what she truly feels and she's so sexy when she pretends not to be mad and it's like i because i just don't buy i don't buy that she like wasn't pissed about that girl i think that they probably had like a whole thing happen and she should be pissed yeah absolutely oh he is the worst he's the worst anyway he was saying he i felt like a possum's prick and then everyone was like what a possum's prick katie was like a possum's prick a possum's prick as if this is something that people say yeah i feel like britney knew though she was like i know that i I know that animal (laughs) y'all we got lots of possums on the farm (laughs) um and then tom schwartz says i love i love failing or no Tom Schwartz says, I love falling apart in moderation. It's good for the soul. (laughs) That means... As opposed to fully falling apart. Yeah. Like, no, actually, that's probably pretty bad. for your soul. You've just spent... You've spent years. Like, it's safe to say that the last 10 years of his life have been the process of him falling apart. And I would say that completely falling apart is actually what you need to hit rock bottom, realize you're an alcoholic who cheats on his wife like an asshole. Yeah. Get out of here. I feel like we're going to get that fall, like, full fall apart next season. My fingers are crossed that we get it. I mean, yes, he should hit rock bottom. And... And even, like, Lisa is constantly on it. Like, I mean, I, I, that whole manufactured storyline about the TomTom and the business meetings. But yeah. even still, she's like, you are an asshole who's irresponsible and gets blackout drunk. I can't have this as a business partner. It's yeah. like, yeah, you can. No, you absolutely can't. But it's also like, what are you talking about, Lisa? You haven't cashed the, any of the checks. So, like, oh you're God. just speaking in, like, That's what if weird. terms. Yeah, yeah it's I, weird. The whole, I don't know. She's like... That's a, uh, Tom Tom is very weird. Yeah, but everyone said, or Katie says that Tom Schwartz is fine because he he's like doing a lot better because he's not drinking shots right now. <laughs> I love that. That's the, I love that. They their love. Line. Yeah, they love. They think that like you're really cleaning up your act yeah. if you're not drinking shots. If you're just not doing shots at dinner or you before know, dinner. <laughs> and I'm actually I haven't been doing any shots, and I can say that I'm in a pretty good place too. So. Oh my god, he's not doing shots. Basically means you're sober in the universe of Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Then they do like an exercise and Schwartz can't turn down the shot when Andy does like pretend. And it's just like, you're such... I hate 
I like hate the act. I can't take this like little oh, silly guy little act. Silly guy. I'll you're probably... fucking married. You're mid. You're 36 years old and married. Like you're not. It's not cute anymore. But also the act. I, I also believe that he would actually just take that shot. Yeah. Oh, he would. That's like him <laughs> reacting honestly. Yeah, I like don't he know doesn't even know how much. I I don't know how much he was actually playing. No, I think he he's definitely not just playing. Would take the shot. Yeah, but he also just doesn't know. He's so dumb. He like doesn't know any better than to be like yeah. no thing. Like it's <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. We Such segue into Stassi's stupid basement birthday. That birthday. Was the most disgusting birthday I've ever seen in my life. It took place in just an empty dungeon with like a couple, like everyone's like, you went to the prop store and you really turned it out. It's like, no, you bought like weird, elect- like three electronic like props and had a ranch fountain and then 10 people showed up to your birthday also, party. Also, you turn your birthday party, a celebration of your birth. Into a celebration of death. I mean, I like, I like where heads at with that. (laughs) Like, I appreciate, I appreciate like the theme, but I just feel like it was very lazily executed. It was just disgusting. I, I mean, I also like just don't like Halloween, so that's my thing, but I was so grossed out. Also, like, she thinks it's funny. I think she thinks it's cute. She thinks it's really funny. Obsessed with murder. I think that. She thinks that saying shocking things about like death and murder means she has a sense of humor when in fact she is one of the most humorless people I've ever witnessed and has never said a funny thing in her life. Yeah. Oops. Read. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so weird. Welcome to the Jonathan Parks (laughs) Ramage reading hour. (laughs) To remember, this is going to be public. Um, Oh, but I don't know. But it's just like she says all these terrible offensive things. And it's just like, no, you're not being funny. You're just being just kind of gross. And like, it's the same thing with her party. I was like, you didn't actually pull this off. No, you just it's a very half assed attempt at a party. And then also like that party cost them a lot of money. Like Katie and Kristen picked up the bar tab or whatever because Stassi ran away. And I'm like, for that kind of money, you could have just gone on vacation somewhere and like had a fun birthday. It's really weird. And then a basement bar with like a shitty, gross screaming horror statue thing. Yeah. And like Domino's pizza and a ranch fountain. Oh, Oh God. The ranch fountain. It's just like a really, it's Ooh, on yeah, it's brand. All coming back to me. Even it's, when they try, it just never, <laughs> it just never comes together. Oh god. Um. There's no mention of Stassi's statement when she was like, it was too much Adderall and tequila. Like why she like had that freak out moment. Like I believe that the Patrick being there like threw her into a tizzy. But like also. It's just interesting that, like, no one brings up kind of, like, the drugs. Like, they have a light... Just no one talks about substance abuse issues in, like, a very serious way. Because I feel like it's the basis of every social interaction is abusing substances. So I feel like it doesn't occur to them. They don't have the self-awareness to realize that's the truth. Kristen and Katie do have a different relationship with Stassi now. Like, when Andy was like, you didn't chase after her... And they're like, no, like, blah, blah, blah. I 
after rewatching season one and seeing how they act towards her, which is like, they're terrified of her and like do everything she says. Like she is the boss of them. It's shocking to see. Wow. But now it is different. So I was like, Oh, there is some growth there. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I was glad when they didn't go after her cause she was being a fucking asshole. Yeah. She, she was being an her. idiot. She's being an idiot. Yeah. Um, Kristen and Katie. Oh no. James hasn't gotten any money from George Michael's estate yet. Wait, and why should he? Sorry. He was his godson. And when George Michael uh, died, he like left all his money to his godchildren. And so I guess it's like tied up in like legal whatever. Oh, I must have been texting during this part of the reunion. Sorry. Missed it. <laughs> wait, wait, really? Yeah. Oh my God. So like asleep on my feet. I know. So James, I guess, is like owed. I mean, I'm sure that kind of stuff just takes forever to work out. Like yeah. if, whenever a celebrity dies and like so whose dad really was like a, the real deal. Yeah, Lisa attested. She was like they were running all over London together, like attached to the hip. And then everyone alludes to like this awful time period that James's parents went through, like mm. pre-divorce. And then they got divorced. Like things went really south for everyone. I do feel bad about. He seems like he has a lot of daddy issues, but he has two hot brothers. He has two hot. It's just like a family of hot twinks. I mean, no wonder George Michael was his godfather. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, honey. Family of hot twinks. Hot twinks. We're in the age of the twink, according to the New York Times. Yeah. And James Kennedy is part of the twink wave. Yeah, he is part of the twink wave. Kristen says she like weighs in on James's vulnerability factor. Mm. And she alludes to his parents putting a ton of pressure on him and his brothers. Like, And I, I mean, his parents, we've seen both of them on the show. They're like truly messy. Oh, his dad is all sorry. It's just like, I'm drunk you know yeah and then his mom is like a psycho person yeah so it's like he's set up he has the odds are stacked against him and or like in order to succeed stability yeah yeah but he didn't deny when Kristen said that i mean i feel like that was a pretty accurate it was a good read and then Mm -hmm. i just feel for him like i like knowing it's so like humanizing and makes people much less hateable once they like share what it is they're actually going through yeah no i agree when he shared that stuff with his dad i was like oh that's real honey i'm so sorry and like i don't know if this is me i don't know if this is like my own i don't think it is i was gonna say my own like form of internalized misogyny where it's like i have empathy for james and like a lot less empathy for like Brittany and katie because it's like I do have empathy for Katie and I like, cause I identify with like a depression journey, but like not, it's like not, we don't know anything. You know what I mean? With yeah. James, I feel like we, we don't know the whole story, but we know enough to like understand what's happening. And there was like an arc to it and whatever. Yeah. And like with Katie and Brittany, it's like, they're not being 100% honest and you can kind of tell. Mm, that's interesting and like lala is being i think very honest about her journey and that's why she's like i'm more chill with her yeah well i feel like brit the ease with which britney's mother forgave Jax, i was like 
Oh. Yeah. It, it just made me wonder about like the patterns of the ladies' cart, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it just it it just made me wonder, and the attitudes towards men and abuse and i don't know but we don't know yeah it's true we don't we don't know. know but i i feel like i can assume enough that it's just clear that there are not great models for britney maybe to latch onto in terms of what a healthy relationship looks like i don't know yeah. um i mean but- she probably has like kind of an absent father and then this precedent i think like the mom really feels attached to Jack's mostly because he paid for like Britney's sister's like IVF or Britney's brother's wife's IVF. So it's like anything he does like has to be, it's like he, they're always indebted to him. And I also feel like there's like this pressure. I think that Britney feels to get married, to have kids. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's very much, which is, of course, relatable, but I feel like she's maybe overlooking Jax's flaws yeah. to get to the finish line. Sheena is defending herself with like the Adam setup of it all, and she says she just wanted Brittany to see that there are other guys out there. Which is also just... I mean, I was like, Sheena, honey, there's footage which says you say the exact opposite thing. Yeah. Saying that you're gonna fuck with Jax's relationship. I know, just own it. Yeah, it's like... You I don't get... Not what, just like, well, we all say a lot of things in the interviews, and it's like, well, honey, true. if you don't... It's true, but if you don't... At this point, at this point, the you jig know is up. exactly what the game is. Yeah. And it's like, you can't pretend like you don't know the rules all of a sudden. And you might as well just be like, yeah, I wanted to fuck with him, but then I also wanted that. And then it's like all out there and it's fine. Yeah. And then I think Adam, he comes off to me as gay, but maybe everyone does. <laughs> I just like, I wouldn't, get- I wouldn't be surprised. Ooh, next season. James and Adam. And that's Logan. And, oh, that's just... Logie. Logan. I don't know. We're in the age of the twink, but we're not that desperate. And then uh, Andy asks Brittany if she thinks Adam is cute. And she's like, yeah, I think he's cute. And then Lala goes, who wants to fuck a cute guy? <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm, and then Andy's like, Lala. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was a bit of like, I feel like a Sheena denial. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I hate presents. I don't like being told compliments. I don't like hearing I love you. It was literally just like, no one likes fucking attractive people. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, what? A lot of people want to fuck cute guys. I got kind of what she was going, like trying to say, which is like, you don't want to fuck like a cutesy guy. But, yeah. like, I definitely, I think most people want to fuck cute guys. Yeah, like, most people like fucking cute people. It's why there are 8 million Instagram thirst trap accounts. Not Lala, though. Not Lala. Hates and thinks it's hates crazy. a cute guy. Hates, she wants to fuck. Hates attractive a people. A man. <laughs> men are all ugly, apparently. Yeah, well. A true man is ugly. Mm-hmm. Not saying that. Her man is. I don't even know what he looks like. Well, you can Google him. <laughs> Billy Lee joins in and everyone loses their in. shit. <laughs> they welcome her the way, like, I think it's amazing that Billy Lee is on the show. I'm all for, like, trans awareness and visibility. Like, 
kudos to that. Kudos yes. to Vanderpump Rules for going there. Like I'm from into- zero to sixty, there were no gay people, and yeah. then all of a sudden they were like, "Actually, we're going to put an person I'm, in the mix." I think that's great and a very positive thing. But Agreed. the way that everyone is so extra about it on the show and like so self congratulatory, and like Billy Lee comes on and Kristen does like this kiss blowing. She's like with two hands kiss yeah. and everyone is like applauding it's like okay we get it like i don't believe they're being it, authentic no, I, I, it's it feels not. like she, it feels it's like like she's being used as a token yeah and i just i don't like it yeah i don't love it but i'm here for billy lee being on i think that oh yeah it's a great thing for representation it's a great thing to bring it into that show which is just a otherwise sea of toxic heterosexuality mm-hmm. i mean to kind of break up that narrative and shake people out of their toxic heterosexuality comfort zones, I think is a good thing. Yeah. And I think she's going to bring it like she's going to be good TV. Like I want to watch yeah. her. No, I'm here. I'm here for Billy, but also I'm vegan, boo. I'm vegan, boo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm vegan, boo. Oh my God. But speaking of him, well, oh yeah. We get into the Jeremy creepiness, which he was like that footage that they showed of him doing that to Stasi was like creep. truly creeptastic. Truly creeptastic. Like I've been in that situation with a guy before and it's fucking creepy as shit. And again, the way that the narrative is spun by, I forget it was Lisa or Andy, but it's like, how did that make you feel Billy Lee when they said that about your date? And it's like, and then she was like, it made me feel bad. And it's like, N- they weren't saying that to make you feel uncomfortable, and that's not the right question to ask. Yeah. It's like, how did you deal with the fact that someone who's been accused of something bad was the person you're going on a date with? Does that not give you a pos- I don't know. It was just the wrong question to ask. And then yeah. I, I ended on like, yeah, I felt bad. And everyone's like, we're sorry we made you feel bad. And it's like, But it's like, that's no. not... Like, I would want someone to be like, yeah, that person is creepy. Like, I don't know... I would if- be like... Thank you. Yeah, I'd be like, thanks for the heads up. Yeah. And like, I'll keep that in mind, but yeah. I'm going to go and like do my thing. Yeah. Not like, oh, I feel bad. I, I don't know. It was very yeah. weird. I it just like, seemed like that. Good warning. Yeah. And there is actually footage to prove that he is creeping up on girls, at least in that. Yeah. In that flashback, he very much was. Yeah. It was not a good thing. This entire, like, it shocks me the extent to which like, all the kind of lessons about any sort of like uncomfortable sexual dynamics are so it's like no one can speak to them in a, in a real way or a beneficial way for an audience. Like obviously you and I are fucking smart. And so we can watch (laughs) this and be like, no, that's like not the point of the whole like Billy Lee and Jeremy stuff. But like, what about impressionable there's no one on the inside that are watching this and are like yeah fucking like it's like this show dodges every sort of like me too thing where they could really have an opportunity to like speak to that in a very real way i don't think that anyone on the show clearly is capable of speaking to it yeah including lisa and andy tbh because no one i mean it's like a minefield again of like toxic masculinity and and no one is really able to articulate anything in a valuable way. And it just, I just feel like it's just scary to see like a subsection of the culture where like 
you realize that the, the Me Too movement is not having an impact on a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> like we hear about it in headlines all the time, but like the fact that this just goes unchecked and it's not even a part of the dialogue other than one offhanded joke that Jax makes. Yeah. Like an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not being absorbed. No. And like opportunities to talk about real issues are like it's the wrong brushed quest- off yeah or the complete tur- wrong questions are asked yeah turn back around and like yeah Ugh. billy lee shopped for her vagina in thailand yes and she watched a bunch of porn and then picked the prettiest vagina she could which like i guess that's great for her <laughs> i don't guess it is I great mean, for her get you one um it's just that you like yeah. I, it, it was like i wish they would have asked her doesn't it seem other like, questions than just like they're tell like, us about tell us about your pussy yeah it's like I just you like, could ask her other questions yeah I don't know. it feels like which I, is fine and if she wants to talk about it great but it does feel like is that all you have to ask her yeah and i like maybe i'm off base here but i i view like inclusivity as being like just accepting like like if I was on that show and Billy Lee comes on, it's like I treat her like I would treat every other woman on the show. Yeah. Because like she is like my equal as a woman and that's that. Like yeah. and I feel like they're going everyone is going so far out of their way to be like, Billy Lee is so brave and tell us about your yeah. vagina. And like it's just yeah. like really leaning into the trans of it all. Yeah. I don't know. In it a way just, that feels tokenized. Yeah. Again, yeah. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. authentic. Yeah. And again, it's like, there and maybe are, that's what she wants to talk about. And she's yeah. had this conversation with producers and like, she's chill she with it. Yeah. But I feel, like, but I also feel like there are other questions you could ask her other than just tell me about your vagina. It's like, I feel like we've moved beyond that very kind of facile question when it comes to engaging the trans community. Yeah, and with and there's an interesting moment too where Andy's like, "You came into Sir as like a new hostess, and historically, every woman that's come in in her position has just gotten like raked over the coals by the other waiters and waitresses there." And they're like, "But you didn't. Like, what's that about?" And it's like, "Well, obviously, no one's going to like go like talk." So so much shit about this like <laughs> the first ever like lgbtqa i like Person cast on member the on the show yeah. like they are monsters but they're not like just like totally soulless monsters yeah, no totally it's like honey like come on yeah anyways i'm excited for billy lee next Me season too. i think like she's it's gonna vegan, be boo. she's vegan boo <laughs> <laughs> everyone then turns to go shit on Kelsey and comes for her, which was, that was oh, additionally again, shocking to Kelsey me. Kelsey not there to defend herself. Not there to defend herself. And then Stassi has a moment where she weighs in. She's like, like, yeah, I thought that was really oh, inappropriate. Shit. Everything she was saying was like so fucked up. And it's like, you say that because A, she's a woman and you hate other women. And B, she's telling the truth and none of you want to hear it, which was Jax is trying to get out of this relationship. He didn't want to go to Mexico. Like he didn't want to be in any of those situations. And she's trying to tell him what any like smart person would say, which is like, you need to end this relationship. That's causing someone else so much pain and causing you pain because you act like such a dick all the time. Like you're better off not in this relationship. I feel like she weirdly actually was kind of 
transformational for Jax, at least in terms of giving him the talking points of Mm self-awareness. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he... And like a non-judgmental person that would like listen to him. Yes, exactly. And was there a sexual element to it? Perhaps. I also feel like the producers like really leaned heavily on that storyline. Yeah. When maybe, maybe there wasn't, maybe there wasn't. And I do feel like Jax just wants to sleep with everyone. So probably there was. But like, Jax turn immediately turned situation sexual with like his body language and his eyes. Like he, he does that to everyone. It's not like someone emailed me and they were like, Oh, Kelsey has like a husband. She's like obsessed with like blah, blah, blah. And also she's like featured on goop. So I stand with Kelsey. Yeah. I stand with Kelsey too. I feel like she wasn't saying anything wrong. She was doing exactly what the, a Reiki master should be doing. She doesn't do anything. Clearly it was some of what she was saying was landing with Jackson. She doesn't do anything untoward she never makes a move do you know yeah. what i mean like i feel like they kept on trying to imply this ricky masters doing evil stuff yeah. but like it's like she never actually did anything outside of the realm of like acceptable behavior she literally did her job yeah like kelsey is not the problem here the problem yeah, is, is Jax again and, and britney and their like, relationship dynamic like, oh and- yeah this woman is terrible it's like they're no. like, she's so inappropriate, that Ricky master. <laughs> I don't know what goes on them Ricky sessions. Uh, Ricky Martin. Um. <laughs> I need to hear Brittany just calling it Ricky over and Ricky. over. I need a ringtone of her being like, I don't know what goes on with that Ricky master. <laughs> so if one of the listeners want to make that for me, I would live for it. Jack says that... Oh, they talk about Kristen, like, flying Britney's mom out and, like, if Jax felt, like, angry at that or whatever. And he says that he wanted to deal with the Britney situation internally because he was convinced that her decisions would be, like, too influenced by other people around her. Like, he doesn't want anyone talking to him. Oh, my God. And it's just, like, this is literally, like, the (laughs) definition of abuse. Literally just, like, I want to... I want her all to myself. I want to just tell her my perspective yeah, and not he, let her get any outside counseling or help. It's crazy. It's Cause like, he knows that he can manipulate her. Yeah. If he shuts her off from everyone else and then he knows exactly what to say. And it's like, it's just, it's disgusting. They need like, they need an, an intervention. Real therapist to just join the staff at sir mm-hmm. and read them all to fill. I don't know. There needs to be someone on the inside. who's just like, who tells That's it like it is? A textbook definition of abuse. Like it's crazy. God, I would love to do like a show called Real Talk, where it's just <laughs> like a like a professional person, like interventionist, just like crashes the set of a reality show, and yes. then is just like, "You're in an abusive relationship. <laughs> you have a drinking pop. Like says it. Like because the reunions are fun because everyone. Like they get into issues, but they don't really get into anything. But like, I do feel irritated when things like this are just glossed over because that is like, that is abusive. Like if any of my friends, like boyfriends were saying that kind of shit, I would be like, I'm calling 911. Yeah. Yeah. Brittany says, it's better than hold. She took J- Jack's back because it's better than holding grudges your whole life. You end up with tumors that way, not me. 
<laughs> that is some Kentucky logic right oh there. Oh my god. You end up with tumors that way. Not me. Not me. <laughs> oh my god. But I do believe that she probably believes that. Yeah. Oh, she definitely does. Everyone laughs. They're like, yeah, amen. Amen. No, again, it's just like... You end up with an abusive boyfriend that way. Yeah, like I want to say it's complicated and that there's like nuance to their situation, but I don't think there is. I really think that they're just in like a dark... abusive relationship. Yeah. We get into Lala's tits out feminism and then we have like the piece de resistance of this entire episode, which is where everyone decides to weigh in on what they think feminism means. (laughs) And Lala thinks it means you just like, if you want to have your tits out, you have them out. You do you, boo. And then she kind of backtracks and like, like tries to not. It's like after being like talking about feminism so much, she kind of backtracks. Doesn't she like say she's like almost says she's like not a feminist? Then Lisa weighs in and shits on Lala, and she's like, (laughs) "Well, I don't think a lot of feminists would agree with you since you have your car paid for by a man." And then Lala's like, "Well, it's not like I'm blowing strangers for cars. I'm just blowing my man." And then. And then I think it's fine. Yeah, I think it's fine. And And then (laughs) Stassi goes, Andy asks Stassi what she thinks. And she's like, well, it's not my brand of feminism. But it's like, honey, we all know what your brand of feminism is. Your brand of feminism is literally like victim blaming sexual assault survivors. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then... And then, yeah. And then Lala's like, well, I actually have never considered myself a feminist. (laughs) Just literally the very idea of feminism. Just like watching it dissolve in front of your very eyes on this show. Where no one's really getting it right. No one's really getting it right. No one is really a feminist. And it is literally just the, the very idea. It just turns to mush. It turns to mush. Ariana, she's like, well, if you want to do whatever with what you got, then whatever. And like, <laughs> it's like feminism is just women being equal to men yeah. and like getting equal pay and equal treatment. Like that is what feminism is. Oh and everyone God. is confused. And then Jax just cherries on top with a me too. He goes, hashtag me too. <laughs> oh. And then it's just like, wow, as if we could like desecrate feminism even more well and he then he tries to be like oh what 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 what, what, what's wrong when everyone jumps on him for me like Jax, come on he's like i don't know what it means what does that mean what does that mean and it's like oh i think Jax does not know what any current events are like i don't i don't think like he knows like about syrian conflict or like the denuclearization of korea north korea like i think that Jax is probably in the dark about most things i think most of them are i do agree with that but i think that you it is very hard to be a person who has a facebook account in 2018 and not have an inkling of what hashtag me too means yeah i think Jax is just like he's just like hockey 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 booze 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 (laughs) me too and then like just doesn't like he just never really checked it out he was like this is a thing that's going around i like know about it but i don't really know anything (laughs) about it schwartz calls katie a nightmare of a human being which i'm like 
I would not be okay with anyone with my Wait, significant. When did he, in what context? They start to get into Katie's like depression transformation, oh, and then they're talking to yes, Schwartz yes, about yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. And he's like, "I feel com- comfortable saying this because like we're on the other side." But like, Katie was a nightmare of a human being, and it's like that's still not okay to say. Like, if I if my boyfriend said that on television, I'd be like. Yeah. Uh, like, thanks for your empathy and understanding when I was dealing with my intense depression. Yeah, I, that it's one thing to say nightmare of a human being. It's another thing to say like she was really struggling with like self image and yeah. like blah blah and we blah. We went through a very rough patch. Yeah. Instead of saying literally she was a nightmare all of a the human blame being. to her. Yeah. It's like oh she was a nightmare. And then having no self reflection. He's the secret worst. He's the worst, and also their relationship is just like crazy to me because he alludes to like for the past five years them having like a problematic relationship and it's like if your relationship i believe that if your relationship is a struggle day to day to just like get along and it's like years go by of like problems (laughs) that you probably should just break up and find a new relationship like i don't subscribe to the idea like, I think relationships do take work, but I don't subscribe to an idea of dating someone that you're just, like, always in conflict with. On a day-to-day. Yeah. And yeah. just dealing it with it for years. Yeah. No. Life's too short, to paraphrase Katie Maloney Schwartz. <laughs> she gets into her Skylight story for the first time in a long Skylight time. Skylight books, honey. Um, yeah, that story is... Like it's I very sad. It's very sad. But I love that she's like, I was at my friend's apartment and we were like went up to the roof and I was like, hey, look at the skylight. And then I fell through it. And it's like okay. <laughs> We're missing the chapter where there was probably binge drinking involved. I think that there had to be some drunk like substance of some sort. She's went on Stasi's podcast and said that they were she was having a photo shoot and then it happened like she leaned on the skylight and it blah blah blah. But like even last season, like, to me, it became very apparent that this accident, like, deeply affected her in, like, a very bad way. Like, yeah. I was saying that on the podcast, like, over last season's, like, episodes. I was just like, this is, like, skylight fallout. Like, yeah. everything. Well, like, it's such a deeply traumatic experience. It's a deeply I mean, traumatic experience. It. A brain injury, which will, like, fuck up your head. Your literally face. and figure the face yeah. injury. And, like, a near-death experience. Yeah. And she basically says that she just shoved it down and never talked about it again and tried to pretend that everything's fine. Mm. And, like, that's sad. And I've I've also been through experiences like that. But it just goes to show that you, like, have to talk about these things that have you can't let it go for like six seven 2009 and that's almost 10 years have gone by and she's like just now kind of digging into it that's all these people just need therapists yeah they all need therapists they all need therapists they need like twice a week therapy and then for the show to end so they can just like yeah really pick up the pieces of their life and like move on we will never fully pick up the pieces until the show is over yeah and then Kristen goes Katie's like talking about her like recovery period and what everything. Chrissy goes, You were full on Kanye West. Oh. Which is like <laughs> shiver me timbers because Shiver me as timbers. a Kanye fan, I don't appreciate that <laughs> analogy. 
<laughs> Once again, bringing up your controversial continued Conde fandom. I know. Fandom. I know. I don't agree with anything he says. No. Obviously. This is like actually now turning into a problematic thing because <laughs> I'm realizing it. I'm just, yeah. Well, you can at me and I'll have a dialogue with you about the Kanye of it all if you're really fired up and offended by my love for him. Oh, my God. I'm glad that Katie's back to herself. No, me too. Yeah. Like, I like seeing her be like, I like myself. Like, I like myself. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I agree. I remember in past seasons, like, when she had tequila Katie'd out. Like, I think it's season two where, like, people confront her about, like, going to the dark side and then she's just like i hate myself like i hate myself and it's just it's so apparent and it was so apparent last season and so oh, yeah maybe she when is in a better married. place yeah maybe i hope so it seemed like she was in a better place this season yeah but i need details i'm like was it therapy was it exactly. meds like Again. what was what did you do yeah it was very confusing how yeah. she just all of a sudden at this new place next week everyone walks off the show which i can't wait to see i can't wait well it's like sheena what i feel like walking off is the reunion power play because it makes it immediately all about you Mm -hmm. but i like that sheena opened up the floodgates by walking off but then next episode lala walks off and then lisa tells Kristen to shut up and then Kristen's like, are you serious? And she walks off. And then some, I think Katie walks off. And then everyone's just like, wait, we all needed to we walk all off. We need to walk off. <laughs> yeah. I can't not walk off. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's like a, it's a walk off. It's a walk off. It's a walk off. So stay tuned. Oh my God, well. Well, thank you for being my guest. Thank you. This is a pleasure. I'm, I'm glad we could get into it. Mm-hmm, me too. Yeah. And I, <laughs> want to have group sex with james and all of his twink brothers yeah that would be hot incest like andy when andy was like it was weird to see you laying out the croissants and the incest (laughs) honey we know what porn you've been watching honey yeah incest porn that could be you with james and his brothers yeah well there you have it i love it tell the listeners where they can find you uh you can find me on twitter at jp ramage instagram same handle jp ramage yes is it jp rampage it's jp ramage on twitter jp rampage on instagram you misleading the readers I know, i'm so sorry here i thought we had justice after all i'm on a rampage he's on a rampage I forgot my own rampage um thank you <sighs> thank you honey you're welcome back anytime yes love and light bye bye This episode of the Sexy Unique Podcast is brought to you by the following premium sponsor, Lori Wheat. Thanks to you, my babe, it is all happening. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. 
And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.